Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists. your heart the newest single from abby stewart abby just happens to be my very special guest this week my name is stuart mckee and this is musicians faq my guest this week has been a singer and a fan of country music her entire life she gave her first performance when she was just eight years old and she's never looked back since my guest today on Musicians FAQ is Abby Stewart. Abby, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Stuart. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this chat. All right. So Thank as you. always on the show, we like to get back to the beginning and uh, really kind of find out the roots. And uh, where were you born? What was your childhood like? Yeah, I was born in Kingston, Ontario. Um, I live just, just a few minutes outside of it. And I had such an awesome childhood. Very, very supportive parents, very supportive uh, sister. Um, we live out kind of in the country. Uh, so, you know, there's fields all around, trees all around, um, lots of nature, definitely very, um, inspiring for somebody who would someday get into songwriting. Um, but yeah, I, my parents, they, they were awesome. They are awesome. Um, they've tried to keep me like very, uh, like rounded activity wise. Like, obviously I have, um, like music is the biggest thing in my life. But, you know, I also played uh, sports like hockey and, and softball and things like that. And um, yeah, tried to get into as many things as I could. Um, music kind of uh, definitely took first place for me though. You know, I started uh, learning guitar and writing songs when I was young and, uh, you know, entering different contests and things like that. And uh, singing kind of became the, 
the thing that I revolve most around, but um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I find with a lot of these interviews, and I don't know if you've listened to some, but it, there seems to be a similar path. I mean, and, you know, sports and different things will enter into it, but there's something mm-hmm. with everybody who gets into to music that there's a calling or something that's really just driving them. I mean, I introduced my son to a lot of music and sports and the same thing as well and hoping he'd go down the musical mm-hmm. path with me but uh it's i don't <laughs> think it's going to be his thing so you got to let them do uh, what, what they do but i think when you come to it naturally um i think that's when you have the best results so what was it about um singing and music in general i mean were there certain songs certain bands certain singers was it a feeling that you had when you sang did you always you always knew that you wanted to be a singer well my parents when i was like really young like um like still a toddler they would like sing sing songs to me going to sleep so i would go to sleep with all of these um you know brian adams songs and other classic rock songs running through my head and nursery rhymes and so i think you know as a young kid getting exposed to like um people singing to me and people uh exposing me to different kinds of music that really uh impacted me as a kid and um I don't know. I just, I grew up singing. I would, you know, watch uh, MTV and like the country music videos every morning. And I would kind of stand in front of the TV with like a fake microphone stand and a fake microphone and just like act out whatever, like the music videos were, were doing at the time. And uh, so those are some of, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So those are kind of some of my earliest memories of like really wanting to like try my hand at performing and I entered like a school talent show when I was six and that ended up being my first like public performance that wasn't in front of my parents. And I sang uh, Avril Lavigne's When You're Gone. And it was such an amazing experience just uh, getting up on stage and singing for people. And I just, I fell in love with it. It was so much fun. And I just kept doing that talent show year after year as a kid and um, you know, started putting things uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. And uh, eventually just started getting gig offers at, at churches and at, uh, at fairs and things like that. And I don't know, I just, it's always been a part of me. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I was smiling when you were talking about your parents with the nursery rhymes and singing classic rock songs, because <laughs> that's really, that was our night the uh, ritual with my son as well and sometimes I'd even make up some songs so were your parents musical or were they just big music fans um well my dad played keyboards in like a a garage band when he was a teenager but he uh no we're not a really musical family but uh they were just huge fans of music and like like I said exposed me to um lots of different you know classic rock artists uh, when I was younger and I just really clicked with that and it became something that I loved so um I I definitely love those memories and those uh stories of them you know singing me to sleep so uh thank you to them for sure yeah I think it it, it probably is somewhat in the DNA but I think it's those early formative years for sure that do it now you mentioned Avril Lavigne you've mentioned Brian Adams we were talking before the Mm -hmm. show you're from Kingston uh home of the tragically hip so a lot of Canadian uh, bands and artists were they a big influence on you or are you sort of you've mentioned that lots of other music and genres and things that you're into but is there something particular about Canadian content artists that uh, that really moves you oh absolutely I mean I love Avril Lavigne like um, I, I saw her when she came to Kingston a few few years ago well like 2008 I want to say so I would have been like seven years old going to see Avril Lavigne. And I don't know, there's just something so uh, relatable and like close to home when it comes to Canadian artists. Cause like you said, um, Kingston, home of the tragically hip, Brian Adams was born here. Avril Lavigne is from Napanee, which is just up the road from me. And I don't know, just uh, seeing all these people that have come from the same place I have uh, make it big like that, doing what they love to do. It's just, it's so inspiring. So. Um, I think, yeah, I've always been drawn to like Canadian content and, and yeah, they're just, they're amazing artists and I'm, I'm proud to be Canadian. So it's just amazing that they are too. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible. I read a book and I'm blanking on the title of it, but, um, 
it was really kind of about the growth of the Canadian music industry through the 50s, 60s, 70s and, and beyond. And it's really amazing when you look back and think about not just how many great artists, but how many great producers and songwriters and, and how, how the business really uh, burgeoned here. And I mean, so many great bands that came out and, you know, it's, it's amazing when you look back. It's, I mean, I was, and, it, and it's funny how I think we kind of look to the United States or other places, Europe and things like that. Um, when I remember being younger and seeing Russian concert and being shocked to find out they actually were Canadian, I didn't even realize they were a Canadian band. I mean, I knew the guests who were oh. Canadian. I was a big fan of that. So yeah. I don't know if there's that, that mindset, but uh, it seems like a lot of artists now aren't as determined that they need to go stateside to make it and you can have success at home. And is that what you're finding? Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah. Toronto has a, a huge, huge music hub for sure. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about Canadian content that I think speaks to a lot of people. And I do, I do agree with like, you don't have to always go, you know, south of the border to, um, you know, make it big or whatever. I mean, taking Canadian country music, uh, for example, there's so many amazing Canadian country artists um, Dallas Smith and Jess Moskaluk and uh, Tennille Towns, like so many people um, that have just had so much success in Canada and are just so loved by so many people. Um, it's just, it's a really, really cool community and very inspiring for sure. Right. Now, did you, when you started singing, did you realize that you had such a good voice or did people around you? I mean, I know it's common for, for parents and family to always say, you know, they're so proud and oh, you're such a great singer, but <laughs> were you getting that from, you know, teachers? And I mean, I was kicked out of the school choir. Um, so, it took oh. me a lot, you know, and I'm still not comfortable with my own voice. And I know a lot of singers are like that, even really good singers. I mean, I, I certainly don't consider myself a singer. I consider myself more of a songwriter, but um mm you know, were, were the chops there right from the beginning or is it something you had to develop or sort of a combination? Um, that's a good question. I, I would say that um, it was probably a, a bit of both. Um, I, like I said, I had like my first public performance when I was six, just at a school talent show. And we had a lot of people like come up to me and my parents like afterwards and say, you know, you should really get into singing lessons. I think that if you, you know, took it seriously, it could really, you know, be something. Right. And, you know, at that point in my life, I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, this is just something I really love to do. I just love singing and performing. I don't know if I want to, yeah, uh, you know, go crazy with it. But then I, the more I thought about it and the more I got on stage and the more I did it, I was like, no, this is definitely something that I want to do. I love performing so much. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely have had to like develop my voice over the years for sure. There's, you know, lots that goes into developing exercises and breathing exercises and, and muscle exercises and all that. Um, so I think definitely there's a lot of uh, development over the years. And I, I actually took singing lessons for about 11 years um, with Barbara Sarek, who's in Kingston here, and she is absolutely amazing she's a classical singer so I've been classically trained um in a lot of ways which has been super beneficial um but yeah I I would I would say it's a bit of both I, I mean I people told me when I was young I had a really really good voice and uh I just had to take the next step to you know further my progress <laughs> right and um so two things that caught me there was the classical training I know some other mm -hmm. um rock and country and pop singers who've had that classical training and is it is it something that strengthens the range of your voice I mean it's certainly a certain it's a very stylized way of singing and I know some classical singers who have stuck to classical singing and haven't mm -hmm. gone into the pop and rock world and it doesn't really seem like the two sort of meet but um, how was it that 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 sort of training prepared you for what you're doing now? It definitely, like you said, it definitely helped uh, like develop my range higher and lower. Um, so that has definitely been uh, beneficial for me. Uh, the way that Barbara really helped me develop myself was all of the exercises and like warm ups we would do were very classical, like very stand up straight, um, you know, support your diaphragm, um, like big vocal kind of exercises. And that really 
like broadens your range when you do it like repetitively and repetitively. So then bringing it back to country music and like pop and rock music, it actually, it it's easier. Like it's two different styles, but when they kind of meld together, it makes it e easier and more relaxed and less uh, like shouty. Like that's a problem I have sometimes is um, I, I get too shouty um, rather than just like actually singing. I'm just kind of forcing it too much. So melding like those really healthy, like classical habits with, um, you know, country and pop and all of that, it's definitely been beneficial. So, yeah. Right. And it's interesting that you said that because I was listening to, I think, a live video of yours the other day and you were getting pretty loud. And it was on stage, but it mm. didn't it didn't migrate into that shouty range. You were, it was still melodic. You were still singing. I thought that's where I was oh. really impressed when somebody has got a powerful voice like that, but even at that level and live, it's still, you can hear the tone and you can hear the, the melody. Um, and it's not just somebody belting it out. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I love the shouters. <laughs> the shouters are fun to listen to you too. been this easy it's you baby you got me thinking that it's only just us two crazy riding this bus looking out the window trying not to fall asleep leaning into you what can i do song called I Can't Help It. The other thing that caught me when you're talking about, um, you know, you, you knew that you loved music, but it wasn't really, you weren't sure if it was something, I guess, what point does it change from hobby to like, yes, this is what I want to do with my life? Well, I would say that um, when I did my first like, like contest, it was like a, like a singing contest. And 
uh, I was lucky enough to, to win it that year. I was like, oh, this is something that I could like really do. I mean, I've always loved performing like ever since that first performance, but you know, I wasn't sure if I was like, do I want to, you know, when I'm six, I'm like, yeah, I just like singing and performing. But then I was like, oh no, this is something I can definitely pursue and that I can feel it. It's definitely right. Um, so yeah, I would say like when I got into like doing contests and getting gig offers was when I was like, oh yes, this is something, this feels right. Right. Great. Uh, and what about songwriting? Do you, um, you write songs? I, I think I was reading that this, the, the recent release that you have, excuse me, and some of your songs are, are written by other artists, but are you writing mm. yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My last single was uh, not written by me. It's called Bless Your Heart. Um, it was written by my producer, Jeff Dalziel and Karen Kazowski and uh, fellow Canadian artist, uh, Ali. Um, so that one wasn't written by me, but I have definitely been writing songs for a long while now. Um, the songs on my EP first, uh, I wrote four of those songs and, you know, that, that came out, that uh, album came out when I was like 14. So they're older material now, but <laughs> I've, uh, yeah, I've been writing songs for a really long time and it's something that I've always enjoyed. It's very, it can be very cathartic as I'm sure you can relate to. Right. Um, but yeah, it's very cathartic. You can write about anything you want, depending on your mood and uh, yeah. It's, I actually just finished uh, a boot camp with the Songwriting Academy last week uh, with award-winning producer and songwriter, Rob Wells. He's like worked with Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber. So um, getting to hear his you know, take on songwriting and producing was so amazing and so beneficial. So um, yeah, it's definitely something I've always loved to do. Yeah, I saw that. Um, there was somebody else I think I knew that was in that course with Rob Wells I had actually been lucky enough to take yeah. a, a master class with him uh, last year through uh, through the SAC uh, Songwriter Association um, and I think you said Christopher Ward was in that group as well yeah Christopher Ward uh, he was a mentor for one of the days last week and he was so amazing um, you know written for written Black Velvet by Alana Miles and and love is and so many other hits and things like that so it was definitely so amazing to hear his take on songwriting as well good i'm glad um so was there an actual song that grabbed you like for me the first song that really shook my world was hey jude by the beatles was there was there a song mm. like that for you you know i don't know if there's a specific song there's uh definitely like an album uh like reckless by brian adams is one of my favorite albums of all time um, so I don't know if there's a specific song, but there's definitely like, I, I don't have favorites of many things just cause there's, there's too much I love. I can't pin it down like that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I don't know if there's a specific song, but definitely artists and, and people who've inspired me. Nice. And have you seen Brian Adams in concert? I have seen him many times in concert. Yeah. He's nice. a incredible performer. Yeah, he really is. You know, the first time I saw him was stateside at a Farm Aid concert, and, uh, again, many, many years ago, but it was incredible seeing him come on stage, and I mean, it, it got the biggest response of the day, and there was some huge, huge art artists there. I mean, you know, Bob Dylan mm -hmm. and John Cougar and Neil Young and all these, all these amazing artists, but when Brian came out, it was something to see a full stadium of Americans standing on their feet, cheering, and you're going, wow, this is so cool. I mean, you know, yeah, he's, he's from my country. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really neat. Uh, so certainly one of your inspirational artists. So how do you move from, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, blues, rock, country, they're all kind of overlapping. But how do you go from mm -hmm. Brian Adams, Avril Lavigne to the country genre that you're that you're in now? So I like fell in love with country when Taylor Swift started her like country career. And, you know, Love Story by her, that might be one of like my inspirational songs, just going back to that question, because that's the first song I heard by her and it immediately got me hooked into the country scene. So, you know, I started listening to country stations and watching CMT and things like that. And that just exposed me to all sorts of other different artists like uh, Carrie Underwood and, and Miranda Lambert and Brad Paisley and people like that. And soon that got me onto 
Canadian country, which was just even better. And yeah, so Taylor Swift just kind of sucked me into the country world and I just never let it go because I fell in love with it. Um, you know, there's that saying that's like three three chords and a, and a story is what country music is. And I totally agree with that. It's so much fun. I love like the storytelling that comes with country music. So, yeah. 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 Well, and it's, again, talking to a lot of um, younger songwriters, um, female songwriters, Taylor Swift comes up a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. CJ Cooper, who I've worked with, is, is a big fan of hers, um, you know. And it's interesting watching her transition from, I mean, always writing her own songs from the very beginning, um, but then from country to full on pop. Um, and it's funny, I, I, I certainly appreciated Taylor Swift. I mean, obviously I'm a lot older, I'm male. Um, I probably couldn't <laughs> relate to the angst in her teenage lyrics. And my, my, niece, my niece was a big fan um, who's now 30. Uh, so I guess about Taylor's age, but um, I would learn the songs just sort of out as a courtesy to her and started to really appreciate her. But it wasn't until I saw her play with Vince Gill, um, mm. they did a track from the Red Album on one of the award shows. And I thought, okay, she's playing with Vince Gill. Vince Gill is yeah. endorsing her. Then, you know, she's got to be the real deal. Uh, <laughs> you know, and since then, I've certainly dug in and, and understood her more. Um, and now she's worked with another one of my heroes or um, Paul McCartney. So, you know, I, it's incredible the amount of, I mean, she's very prolific. She's very bold. She's always developing, always growing. Um, do you see yourself making that leap at some point from country to pop? Or is it just really you're not even thinking that far ahead? You're loving what you're doing and who knows what could happen down the road? Yeah, I think it's like that. Who knows what could happen down the road? But currently, country music is definitely where my heart is at. Um, you know, Taylor Swift, I love her pop stuff so much. And it was definitely, you know, the right decision for her, I think. So, but yeah, when it comes to me, I, country music is definitely where I'm at right now. Um, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, never say never. Well, I mean, hopefully you'll have a long, long career. And I think that's what happens these days. And, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of artists from the 60s who are still around today, the Stones. Nobody really thought about a, a 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 year career in music. I mean, it was have a couple of hits and get out and, you know, <laughs> have, have something to fall back on. Um, so on that note, I mean, are you in school? Are you planning to have sort of a, a plan B or are there other things that you're doing as well? Or is it all in on music and sink or swim? Um, it's definitely all in on music in some degree, music and performing, because currently I'm in college for uh, the performing arts and like musical theater and stuff like that. So definitely I always want to be involved in something that has to do with the arts. So that's I wouldn't say it's like a fallback plan. It's just more music. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. again, it's interesting. I was listening to an interview yesterday. I think it was Bonnie McKee. And um, she was talking about one of her mentors. And one of the things he said is, you know, you don't have to write every day. You don't have to do this every day, but lead, live a creative life every day. So always being doing something. So oh, yeah. what, you're, what you're going to school for is certainly related to creative arts and, and performing. So Mm-hmm. some element of it because I think that was one of the the words of advice that Rob Wells had too is that you've got to have some sort of decompressed time and you've got to have some moment to reflect where there's no music on and you've, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be able to recharge and and pull in all these other influences to help your writing and to help your your creativeness um, so is there a plan for a full-length album are we going to be seeing that anytime soon you know, that is definitely on my radar. It's on my goal list. Uh, you know, I just released my my latest single, Bless Your Heart, in February. And we are, Jeff Dalziel and I, um, we are planning on recording uh, another single sometime this summer. Um, we're getting it lined up, stuff like that. Uh, so I've got lots of other songs that I have recorded and that I've written that I would love to get on a, a full length album. So um, that's definitely in the future. I'm not sure when, but uh, you know, I, and it could be uh, another EP that would probably be um, more on the horizon at, at this point. Um, but yeah, a, a new album is definitely coming. Great. Yeah. And that's an interesting observation I made too. When I was reading some of your notes about the release of bless your heart and saying how the song was written i think uh, i recorded a year ago and you've really taken your time to make sure you get it right and and it's interesting because 
I think once you maybe get with a record company, there's certainly a lot of resources behind you and all the development plans and marketing, but I would think that there's more of a push to get material. Certainly in the old days, it was, you know, a lot of the country artists were saying in the nineties and before that is, you know, an album a year, sometimes two albums a year in the rock and pop world. Mm -hmm. Um, so it sounds like you're really taking your time. And when I listen to that song and, and see the video and, and hear the performance and the writing, I mean, it certainly to me is worth the wait. I mean, you did the right oh, thing. Oh, thank like, you. <laughs> track by abby stewart that's called i'm still faster so is that sort of your goal is just to really you know you're not feeling any pressure right now to get things done or you're young you've got sort of many many years ahead of you hopefully um but are you worried about sort of jumping on it now and and getting recognized now or is it just really more important to you to to do it right and take your time and you know i would say it's a little bit of both i do want to take my time. I want to get it right. Um, you know, get all my ducks in a row, so to speak. Um, but no, I'm, I wouldn't say that I feel like rushed about anything, especially because of like, you know, COVID that things would definitely be, I think a little more fast moving if that just hadn't happened. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bless your heart took a while to get out. Like I said, 
uh, I heard it for the first time in 2019, summer 2019, recorded it January 2020, and then things just got pushed back by a lot because of COVID. And yeah, I don't know. Um, we are definitely like getting on it this summer. We've got lots of songs uh, and hopefully an EP on the horizon. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> and as far as yourself, I mean, are you going to be out performing this summer solo or with the band? Do you have an actual um, regular working band of, of musicians or the same musicians that work in the studio with you? Or how does that work? No, I, I do have a band. Uh, they're all from here, from Kingston. And uh, not the same band that I work in the studio with. Jeff uh, kind of has lots of friends and lots of connections. And they uh, he gets just the most amazing guys to, to help me on tracks and stuff. But my band, when I perform live, they're just absolutely amazing. I love them all so much. And they've been with me for so long that they're my second family, basically. Uh, but yeah, I, I do have a couple things, but unfortunately, because I can't be with a full band right now, they are just by myself. Um, but Kingston has such an amazing music community. They, they always have lots of opportunities for artists to put themselves out there. And, you know, because of COVID, a lot of that stuff has had to be canceled, but they have made they have made like solo concerts uh, available to people. So that's what I'll be doing. Like I'll be, I'll be downtown in our uh, city hall area performing just solo. And um, like everything is socially distanced and everything is like safe and up to code and things like that. And just them providing uh, musicians like me with those outlets to do those kinds of things. It just means so much because I actually performed last week for the first time in months it's so crazy um that my summers are usually you know filled with shows and filled with stuff to do and it's i'm kind of sitting here scratching my head just doing like the online thing and uh online concerts which i'm super super grateful for i'm i'm so glad that we have you know the technology to get music to people this way right. but you know nothing beats the the live feeling you know yeah it's just not the same um you know, I've never really been a solo performer. I've played in bands, but I did do one virtual concert this year um, as part of uh, Michelle Neary's house party. And it was a lot of fun. Mm. It was nice. Um, and it was something he was putting on regularly every week. So you'd see some new artists and you'd see some friends and, and people that you knew from the different songwriting groups. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's just not the same. And it, and it depends on people's setup too. I mean, there's some people, I mean, they've got nice, clear video and great sound. And, you know, you you can almost feel, you put them up on the big screen and you got a drink going and you <laughs> dim the lights. You can almost feel like you're at a concert. And then there's yeah. other ones where the performances are a little scratchy. But yeah, I, I am really, really itching to get out and be in a bar and see a band. And so what's the reopening strategy in Kingston? Are you guys, what stage are you in right now? Um, we are just starting to, we just opened like stores and like stores on like the outside of the mall, like that kind of thing. Like you can't go in the mall, like that kind of thing. And like patios and stuff are open. And I believe, uh, I want to say tomorrow, but I might be wrong. We're starting to open up a little bit more. So like, interior dining might be available things like that uh so we're we're slowly but steadily making progress but can't wait till it's completely normal and it's so weird because when i say normal i think of what's going on today as normal now and i need to get out of that mindset <laughs> oh i know well it's been a year and a half and it really has been the new normal i mean the province is moving to that that stage tomorrow i think our region we're a little bit delayed because we're considered one of the hot spots now for the delta variant oh, um yeah. so we're going out for our second shot this saturday have you had first or second shot or yeah i got my first shot and i actually just got rescheduled to get my second one this friday so nice. i can't wait <laughs> perfect well that's great um and then so as far as songwriting um and and what we may see from an ep are you hoping to have more of your own songs on it or is it really just whatever the best song is I mean it sounds like for yourself that maybe the ego isn't involved in much in it as much as with some artists oh, I have to do all my own songs um, <laughs> whereas some a lot of the great bands and a lot of great artists over the years have had some of their biggest success on songs that other people wrote with them or for them um, mm -hmm. or, or songs that had been hits before and so is it really just about having the best song or are you 
more determined to get some of your own songs onto the onto the EP or the next album? Uh, once again, I would say a little bit of both. I mean, I am still learning about songwriting. I'm learning every day. I'm getting better every day. Um, you know, it's all just, it's a skill that just keeps developing. So um, I am very grateful for the, all the amazing songwriters that pitch songs and that, you know, make songs available for artists um, to record and make their own and give their own interpretations to. So, uh, and, you know, much better songwriters than me. So having that material be like available to me and, and be offered to me, I'm just extremely grateful for those opportunities. So when a song comes along that, you know, I didn't write, but was written by amazing songwriters and that I just click with immediately, I definitely want to get my hands on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if uh, an EP or something is uh, in the works, I would definitely want my own stuff on there. I write all the time. I have lots of, uh, lots of demos done. I've, you know, gone on, gone on Nashville trips to do songwriting and come back with material that I'm really proud of, that I would really love to, um, you know, get produced and get uh, a final version of. So uh, yeah, I would say a bit of both. I'm super, super grateful for, you know, songwriters and the people who make songwriting their, their life and who come, come up with these absolutely incredible songs. So uh, yeah. And I see a piano behind you. I know I've seen you play guitar. So you play guitar, <laughs> you play piano as well? Or? I don't play piano. I am learning piano. That is, uh, we take like keyboarding classes in school as well. So I'm kind of getting into like the basics of piano, but um, maybe, maybe I'll bring a keyboard to a show one of these <laughs> days and figure something out. That would be fun. Well, it's funny. I, I've got um, my laptop that I'm talking to you through is sitting on a keyboard and, and it, I've got a piano in the studio as well. I'm more of a guitar player, but um, mm -hmm. I found just playing around on the piano in the last year, I've had time with COVID to kind of learn it a little bit better. And it, it changes the way you write songs. And it, it's an interesting thing to switch into a different instrument. I mean, it's like putting a capo mm -hmm. on your guitar, you get a different sound and so yeah. it inspires a different type of song. Um, now, when you're in Nashville, did you get a chance to play at the, uh, at the Bluebird? Uh, I didn't, not the Bluebird. Um, I have been to Nashville quite a few times and you know, you've been to, to Nashville have you I have yeah a couple times yeah so you know all of like the the awesome places on Broadway like Tootsie's and and yep. uh, the stage and stuff like that so uh the other times that I've been to Nashville I have gotten up on those stages and been able to sing a few songs which has been just an incredible experience just getting to perform on Broadway in Nashville just so yep. incredible um but the Bluebird is definitely on my bucket list so maybe someday that would be amazing yep. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually performed anywhere in Nashville. I've, I've gone down there on my own, uh, well, with my wife years ago and then with mm -hmm. a band that I played in years ago, we did a trip down in Nashville, um, Memphis. And so we've done yeah. all the typical tourist spots. Did you catch an Opry show as well where you're down there? Oh, absolutely. Another bucket list that would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we were lucky. My wife and I, I think we went early 90s. And I mean, Marty Stewart was on the bill and Minnie Pearl was still there. And um, some of the old original legends um, were, mm -hmm. were there as well. And it was, I mean, Roy Aikoff, we caught him. I think some of the people that we caught on that show had died with, you know, the next year or a couple of years after. But it was oh. really kind of cool to just to be there and see the original legends of of that place. Um, oh, I was just gonna say one of the uh, one of the times that I got to go to the Opry, um, Pam and Mel Tillis were there. Oh, and wow. I think the the next year, like Mel passed away. So it was just really, it was amazing getting to see them both there on the same night and, you know, getting to perform with each other. It was really cool. And um, I was also lucky enough to be there uh, the same night Carrie Underwood and Toby Keith were on the same bill. So it's definitely got some really cool, cool memories at the Opry. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, it's funny, Mel Tills had played in Kitchener many, many years ago. My parents were actually at the show. And I remember watching, I don't know if it was Letterman or Johnny Carson. I think it was Johnny Carson the next night. Mel Tills was on Johnny Carson. And he was, mm. he, he referenced playing, you know, playing Kitchener, Canada on a Tuesday night. That was a lot of fun or something. It was, oh, wow. Like, hey, they just mentioned my city. That's really cool. <laughs> um, that is cool. Wow. 
and he's an interest or he was an interesting character that it, you know he'd stutter through a conversation but when he got on stage and sang it all went away and uh, is yeah. that I, I think that's the magic of of music that, that you know whether people just do it because they have to do it or you know to alleviate anxiety or to feel better or it's just but it's so transformative and it, it's incredible to uh to see that growth with with young artists like yourself um so any mm -hmm. artists that you know indie artists up and coming artists who are you following who's sort of uh you know people maybe you've worked with or you'd like to work with or just people that you're a fan of right now yeah i've had such amazing opportunities to work with and like and write songs with so many awesome canadian like up and coming artists uh and they're all amazing songwriters all amazing singers because you know like i said the the canadian country music scene up here it's it's so like tight-knit and it's like it's like a family really like you see everybody at the at the cmaos the ccmas it's like you know we haven't been able to do that the last couple of years but it's just like getting to see everybody um but yeah bands like uh like buck 20 they're amazing um dustin seabird Haley benedict they're they're such amazing uh, amazing like up-and-coming canadian artists and uh following them all the time has been really really cool <laughs> that's awesome well i think our, our time is getting near the end it's just flown by because i really enjoyed talking with you um there's oh, me so, too. so much more we could chat about um now we generally end the show with the uh with the 10 questions it's a questionnaire by a uh, french host bernard pivo and made famous by uh, james Lipton <laughs> from the actor's studio i don't know if you've ever seen the actor's studio but uh i thought it was a great way to end up the this, this show so are you ready for the 10 questions absolutely all right. Before we get into that, is there anything else that you want to sort of plug or talk about? I think we've pretty much covered everything, but uh, is there anything that... Yeah. Um, maybe just uh, I could mention like Bless Your Heart and like my music on streaming services and social media and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll make sure that uh, people, you, you've got to hear this song. You've got to see this video. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Abby Stewart. And you're on all the platforms. I know you're on Spotify. You're on YouTube. Um and then is it abbystuart.com for your website? Yeah, it's uh, www.abbystuartmusic.com. Abby and yeah. Perfect. Uh, so right. you can uh, like find my YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and everything there. You're out there. If you can't find her, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so jumping ahead, uh, what is your favorite word? Ooh, favorite word. You know, a fun one to say is notorious. That's just, I want to write a song with that word in it. <laughs> That's a great, great word. I think there was a Duran Duran song from the 80s, uh, Notorious. Um, Ooh, that's my mom's favorite band. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I saw them uh, open up for David Bowie many years ago. Uh, what, is your what is your least favorite word? Ooh, I'm going to be that person and say moist. That's a, such a icky word do you remember the the speaking moistly thing last year that became like a meme <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a, really funny it's a very uncomfortable word uh yeah what turns you on creatively spiritually emotionally oh literally anything like with a positive vibe like if, it, if it's creatively um you know uh, that's so cheesy saying everything but really anything can be inspirational if you know where to look you know like i I love collaborating with people like co-writing all the time and things like that. And if, if they bring, you know, positive energy to the, to the right and to, to the situation, then I'm going to be got the creative juices flowing like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, just being like around my family and around my friends. Uh, that's where a lot of my inspiration comes from as well. So I would say definitely stuff like that would uh, like turn me on uh, creatively and emotionally and things like that. Nice. Um, and to sort of digress on that point for a bit, um, mm -hmm. collaborating with songwriting, do you do most of your songwriting with other people or have you written quite a few songs on your own and is there one that you prefer over the other? I have definitely written songs uh, like on my own as well, but I love collaborating with people and co-writing it's just, you know, if you get writer's block, but they don't, it's, it flows smoothly. And um, sometimes, you know, they bring ideas to the table that you would never have thought of. And it's like, just perfect. 
so in those regards, I love co-writing so much. And it's, uh, it's a great way to like, you know, network and make connections all throughout the country and all throughout, you know, Nashville and other music places like that. So um, no, I love collaborating. Uh, all right, getting back to the questions. What turns you off? <laughs> um, well, once again, from like a collaboration viewpoint, you know, negative energy, negative energy is just like, it's the worst. It's just gonna stump you creatively, like immediately. You know, because if everything's positive and you're having fun and you're not worrying about, you know, whether this is the best song in the world or whatever, it just it comes so much more naturally. So uh, I would definitely say, like, just, you know, people shutting down ideas or anything before they can really come to fruition. That definitely would uh, turn me off creatively. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of negativity in the world these days, but we lose sight mm -hmm. of all the positivity and there's lots of that out there, too. It's funny, mm -hmm. Mikhail and Hay had reminded me of, you know, something that we're told to do in collaborations when somebody comes up with an idea that maybe you don't think is the best idea rather than saying no or or being negative about that idea, saying yes. Or how about this? Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's something our politicians need to learn <laughs> because I, fi I find <laughs> they spend all their time just shooting each other down. Well, then, you know, unless you have a better solution. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. All right. You. So the, the big one, uh, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, curse word. Um, I'm going to get in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Rhymes with duck. No, um, no, I would say I'm going to go with the kind of like the the safe choice, which is like uh, sugar, honey, iced tea. You know what that stands for? That's <laughs> like uh, it's a good one to get the frustration out of your system. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, my son's been teaching me alternative words because I, I have a bit of a trucker's mouth. Um, <laughs> to use an old school term. All right. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Um, well, from a music standpoint, I obviously love, you know, sounds of instruments playing. I love acoustics. Um, a good harmony line in a song is always like perfect. Um, oddly, well, not oddly, lots of people do it, but the, something that really helps me like sleep at night is, you know, you know what ASMR is? Oh, the sort of the, the, the noise or the quiet noise. Yeah. 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 Like, like those, like, tapping noises stuff like that it's it's they're really relaxing and they help me sleep at night so i would say stuff like that as well what sound or noise do you hate oh like the sound of people chewing or like like gulping something mm. that's like that sets my teeth on edge i think <laughs> <laughs> uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt Ooh something in like film like movie and tv uh like not even not even as like in front of the camera or whatever like even behind the scenes like a cinematographer or like a boom mic operator or camera person that would be really really cool i think to to work on movie sets that's awesome um what profession would you not like to do i don't know oh good question uh Honestly, anything that's like outside of the arts, I, I feel truly that I, I'm a like artistic person. So uh, I would truly be happy with uh, anything within that umbrella. <laughs> right. Perfect. Um, and lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ooh, deep question. Um, I think I'd like to hear him say that all are welcome. Because, you know, there's there's so much like discrimination in the world and, you know, lots of people, you know, deciding who can and who can't get into heaven or whatever. And, you know, hearing God say something like all are welcome and it doesn't matter, that would be perfect and definitely my idea of heaven. So, yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. I don't think I've ever heard that answer before, but I think that's something to strive. For. <laughs> Hopefully we can find that on earth before we get to heaven. Um, yeah exactly <laughs> abby stewart it was really really a great hour of conversation and, and really a joy to talk to you and i'm so excited to to hear the next sort of phase of your career on, unfold and and hear the songs that you present us and hopefully get to see you perform live very soon oh i hope so <laughs> thank you so much for having me stuart this was really really awesome oh good my pleasure
up my pieces of the life I left behind When darkness was my only option But too many choices were playing with my senses They got me craving another drink just to This is Abby Stewart, and you're listening to Musicians FAQ on CKMS 102.7.
Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists. 